What is up, you guys? How the fuck are we all doing? I am doing fantastic. Welcome back to Abnormally Disabled, episode numero tres, episode number three. If you guys have been keeping up with my episodes, this is the third episode of my podcast, Abnormally Disabled. I am your host, Dennis Garcia. And if you guys have been keeping up on my podcast, I just want to say a quick thank you because your support means the world to me. Without you guys listening to my podcast, there would be nobody listening to my podcast. And while I really don't give a shit, if nobody listens to my podcast, I'm still going to make my podcast whether people are listening to it or not because it's like a therapy session for me. But like if you're like those people that like support your boy and listen to the podcast, whether you're driving or cooking or eating or whatever it is that you're doing, working out, the best time to listen to a podcast is honestly when you're like working out and exercising because like time passed, like you're listening to an hour podcast and you're just like on the treadmill or like outside jogging, running. And before you know it, the podcast is over and you've done an hour of exercise like I love listening to podcasts whenever I exercise. It is like my bread and butter. After I'm done eating my bread and butter and I go exercise, that's like my second bread and butter. That's like my dessert. (laughs) I go work out. I go for a jog. I put on my headphones, listen to a podcast. Not mine, obviously. I'm not that fucking narcissistic. But I listen to a podcast. I zone out and I go for a jog, a good four-mile jog. And then I come back home And I eat my feelings again because that is my cycle of inner turmoil is me eating my feelings, feeling fat, going to work out, and then coming home because I'm hungry again and eating more. Um, No, but guys, I really do thank you for your support. In case you guys don't know the avenues on where to find my podcast, there are three, currently three avenues where you guys can listen to my podcast in three different places. We have the Apple Podcast uh, channel subscription page where you can actually go to your podcast app in the Apple uh, iPhone shit. Go to my page which is just abnormally disabled, just like the actual name of the podcast, obviously, is is how you would find the podcast. And you click subscribe and you'll be notified immediately when a new episode comes up, such as today's episode. Uh, Also, we have my podcast on SoundCloud as well as on my YouTube channel. So if you guys are listening to the podcast in one of these places and you did not know that you could listen to this podcast in an additional two places, there you go. YouTube, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts are the three main avenues where you guys can listen to my podcast. I will leave the links to the podcast links to the SoundCloud and the Apple podcast on my YouTube channel. So if you guys go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dennis Garcia, um, you can go to my channel or you can also just look up on YouTube search abnormally disabled podca- podcast, abnormally disabled podcast, and it will take you to my channel. Uh, but yeah, guys, I really do appreciate your support. I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast and subscribing and rating liking thumbing up following it on soundcloud um honestly i i appreciate the support but um aside from that today it is december 12th 2019 
When I'm uh, recording this, it is December the 8th, 2019. So I'm recording this on Sunday, and you guys are listening to this on Thursday, December the 12th. But we are 13 days away from Christmas. Guys, how excited are we? How excited are we to sit uh, around a Christmas tree and a bonfire and spend time with your family? Honestly, I'm not that thrilled. I could care less. Holidays are really not that big of a deal to me. And they used to be, if I'm being like completely honest with you guys, I used to love holidays when I was like younger, when I was like, you know, a child all the way up to like my early 20s. I was just like really big on holidays. And when I turned like 22 or 23 was when my like dis- disdain for holidays came about. And now for the last five years, I just have hated holidays. I hate how it makes people want to be all like lovey-dovey with each other. I hate how it makes everybody want to cuddle up. And I hate that it's called cuffing season because it makes people want to be together and stay home all day and be cute and cuddly. And you know what? Maybe I am salty because for the last three fucking years, the last three fucking Christmases, I've been single and I'm just like tired of it. I'm tired of being single. But knowing my universe and all of my shit, I know I got to keep a positive attitude and I got to be like, you know what? I'm growing and I'm learning about myself and blah, 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 bullshit. I am. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm becoming independent. I am being fulfilled by myself with being single. And it's great. It's fucking amazing. But at the same time, I want to go out with somebody on a date. I want to go out in the cold, wearing a nice jacket, holding hands with somebody, going out for a nice candlelight dinner, and then go get some dessert and have a walk around downtown Phoenix. Is that too much to ask? And I've been on Tinder now for like two years. And honestly, I, I, I feel like I'm the only person that has had the worst luck on Tinder. And I don't consider myself to be like a bad looking guy. I think it's just that like maybe I have such high standards that when somebody on Tinder does like message me, I'm just like, uh, I don't see anything here. Like, call me, call me like conceited, call me vain, call me, I don't know, whatever you want to call me. I have set a high standard for myself when it comes to like my happiness because I've been so miserable and in love and it's just not fun. So for me, in order to consider going out on a date with you, and like, I'm not, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm not a celebrity. I am not r- rich, but my time is valuable. And for me, I guess the m- main thing and the main reason why I have not gone out on a date with somebody off of Tinder is because for me, it, it, For me, first impressions are everything. Like, a first impression on Tinder can set up the first date. It can either make you really excited to go on that date, or it can have the opposite effect, where you're, like, dreading going out on that date, but you already agree to it, even though conversation to begin with was maybe 
not the best. My thing when it comes to talking to somebody on Tinder, there has to be some sort of 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 in some sort of an effort put. And 90% of the time when I talk to a person on Tinder, there isn't any effort. Like for example, on my side if if I see somebody on on the app that I'm like, "Oh, he's cute. Let's see if we can talk." try to get to know each other and then potentially go out on a date. So I'll I'll usually be the first to be like, "Hey, what's up? How are you?" And they'll be like, "Oh, I'm good." Like that's kind of where you do the back and forth thing. "Good. How are you?" "Oh, I'm great. I'm just doing this. How's your day going?" "Oh, my day's going good. I did this, this and this." "Oh, that's fascinating. This, this like there has to be some sort of back and forth in order for me to even be like remotely interested because if you're off the bat you seem disinterested and are not asking like back and forth questions i'm going to just assume that you're not interested in me and that you are not interested in talking and that you are not interested in a future of us being friends going on a date whatever that future may hold and i immediately write you off i just kind of check you off and i'm just like you know what if 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 you're not going to put in the effort i'm not going to put in the effort and we're just both not going to put in any effort and i'm going to go to the next person and it's been like that it really do be like that like the last couple guys that i've talked to on on tinder have been that like either for example i'll be the, the first one to like shoot my shot and send them a message or they'll actually be the first ones to be like, "Hey, what's up?" Like start talking to me, but there's just no back and forth. There's no effort being put. And it's like I have already put so much effort in all of my past relationships that I would really 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 love it if one day in the near future or in the far future, however long I'm in this car karmic universe prison of not falling in love or finding anybody to love me when i'm out of this prison i just want somebody to like put the effort in to like want to talk to me want to get to know me want to go out on a date with me and it's just like i am just so exhausted and so tired of being the first one to always like shoot my shot and always put in the effort like i'm done i'm done putting in effort i i i want to find my prince charming and i want to find my my future husband, baby daddy, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But at the same time, I'm not going to be the only one putting in that effort because I know if that if if my if the effort that I put in gives us a relationship, that just tells you how the relationship is going to be from that time on. I'm going to have to be putting in all the effort and my potential partner isn't. So like I I got to see a back and forth here. I got to see like a This is a 50/50 situation. You got to you got to give the people on Tinder a first impression. And first impressions count not only on Tinder, not only in school, but in like jobs, careers, any place that you go to in life where you're going to be introducing or talking to like brand new people. First impressions matter. And if you're not putting in the effort or you're not making a good first impression, I'm going to write you off because I'm not putting in effort. I'm not going to give 110% why you only give 10%, you know? I don't know. 
that's just me. What do you guys think? What are, you, what are your guys' thoughts on Tinder and holiday season and cuffing season? I really feel like Tinder brings out the sluttiest in people because I feel like everybody wants those people to like go out with and go on dates with and have cute little Christmas-themed nights. And everybody's just hoeing it out there. Everybody's just like, you want to go out on a date? You want to do cute stuff? And like... I don't mind. I get it. You're lonely. But like Christmas season for some fucking for some fucking reason brings out the sluttiest in people. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I'm a slut 365 days a year. But from a perspective of like being alone on Christmas time and being and being being single on Christmas time, you just kind of like notice more often than not during the, the the cold seasons that people really just want anybody and they will literally take anybody just to not be alone and i don't know that mindset is just kind of fucked because you don't necessarily like this person but you don't want to be alone so you just kind of like take what you get you get what you take and have a good few nights maybe have some sex maybe fall in love you know it could be an unexpected love circumstance where like you did not expect to fall for this person and somehow you did and good for you and other times you catch an std not saying that's ever happened to me i had do not have any stds i hope i've been tested let's keep it like that i I think we're in the clear um but yeah i think that uh the whole online love game is just so fucking bizarre to me. Like, not that I ever had to, like, go out and date in what is known as the real world. Like, nobody has ever had to, like, blind date set me up with a person. Like, I honestly don't know how people back in the day got dates, especially with me being so antisocial. I am literally just like fucking burping up a storm and I'm so sorry guys. I it's it's just cuz I talk fast and when I talk too fast I like breathe fast and when I breathe fast the air gets into my system and then it makes me burp. So you guys are just going to have to like get used to me burping on this podcast because that's just my body. <laughs> my body likes to burp when I talk too fast. But no. Like I don't know. <clears throat> How people back in the 90s and the 80s went out on dates. I don't know how people fell in love. Like, like unless you were that bitch that liked to go out and talk to people and start conversations with people and found somebody that way. But, like, what about for all of us who are, like, antisocial and don't like to go out and talk to brand new people? Like how do how how would we have found love back in the 80s and back in like 90s like my first actual boyfriend i think i found him on my yearbook and i recall everything i think i was like 16 or 17 i think i was 17 and his name was his name was uh, his name was Jonathan, and we met on my yearbook, which 
turned into Friendster, I believe. And then I think they closed it down. Not entirely sure. But he lived like an hour away. And like I didn't have a car at the time. So so one of my best friends at the time, she like drove me to go see him. And I think I saw him a few times. And then uh, I found out that he that he got back with his ex, and uh, essentially it was two timing me, and I ended it with him, <laughs> and uh, that was my first experience at like a devastatingly crush of hurt and uh, devastation that just continued to follow me up until this day. But no, yeah, I think that was the first time that I really saw. The potential with love and and the internet because for some reason here in phoenix there is nobody that wants to go out with me and there isn't anybody that i want to go out with here in phoenix but like who knows in flagstaff in tucson in payson there could be that person for me and if i pay 10 bucks on tinder i can even go to portland new york seattle california uh, f- fucking ch- Chicago. Like, I can literally find my man somewhere out in the country, even somewhere out in the fucking world. I can plan to, like, move internationally next year and have dates lined up in the countries that I'll be in. So, like, why it's hard for me to find love here in Phoenix, I couldn't tell you, but I've experienced the... um pain side of tinder the the paid side of tinder and it ain't so bad i've talked to a few people and have met wonderful people but alas it is you're too far away and i will never go to this destination and at least not anytime soon but enough of my uh, sad love life so i know in the first episode i had said that I really wanted a co-host here with me. And that's still the plan. I still definitely want a co-host. But I'm just having fun, just it being me. Like, I like talking to you guys. I like being vulnerable and putting down my walls and just talking and blabbing. Honestly, the main reason why I even wanted a co-host is because I figured that I wouldn't have a lot to talk about on my own. And I feel like a co-host is a good person to play off of because, you know, we both have different thoughts and opinions and we can both have topics that we both want to talk about and we can kind of bounce off of each other. But I haven't had a problem really in having a not full podcast of just me talking. So I think for now, I'm going to just keep the podcast as me. But once we progress and, like, I actually, like, run out of things to talk about, then we're going to go ahead and get a few co-hosts here and there. Um, but, yeah, I hope that you guys are enjoying it so far, just me. Um, I know, like, I'm not the best person to be doing a podcast because, like, my fucking uh, stutter sometimes gets in the way of words that I want to say, as you've noticed in this podcast. Which leads me into my next segue, which is what I actually wanted the podcast to be about i really just wanted to talk to you guys about my stutter because i feel like i've never really talked about it in detail i feel like i've talked more about my abnormality with my 
with with my fingers than I do about my stutter. And I don't know why. I, I just feel like with my fingers, it's usually something that you can immediately see. Like if I hold out my hands, you know like, oh, he doesn't have as much fingers. But my stutter, unless you actually ask me a question or I'm talking to you, is not really something that is very obvious to a lot of people. And the last episode that I did of the podcast was really difficult because... It brought out my stutter a lot more than I hoped it would. But I mean, for the hour podcast that I did, I'm surprised that I didn't stutter more. Um, It's just something that I'm still getting accustomed to. Being that vulnerable with my stutter has been something that has been an issue for me for years. Like... As far as my fingers go, I am very okay with that because it's not something that really stops me from living life, you know? Yes, I have five fingers on my left and a couple less fingers. No, I have a couple less fingers on the left, five fingers on the right, but I'm still able to do whatever I have to do. I'm able to work i'm able to drive i'm able to do every single thing besides play an instrument but there's not one thing that i have found that i am unable to do with my left hand that has really kept me from trying to do the things that i love whereas with my stutter in order for me to be successful in this avenue or this medium of like YouTube and podcast and sort of the whole entertainment side of things. I feel like I got to have a good talking voice. And I feel like I, I do at times. I feel like I'm very good at expressing myself and talking to you and coming out with what I need to say the way that I need to say it. But then there's other times where I can barely get out a sentence, where I can barely get out a word, where I can barely get out a fucking syllable, like just like now. And there's times where I have to say like, fuck in between every word because it just makes it easier for me to get out that specific word that I'm trying to say. I don't know. It's it's weird to like be this open with you guys because I've never once really sat down and discussed my stutter. And uh, it doesn't make me uncomfortable to talk about it because I I really want to like use this platform to to have to to let people better understand people like me who have a stutter, who have an abnormality or a disability or whatever you want to call it, and not write us off immediately. Like, there's times where I will be trying to order something or talk to to somebody, and they like to either rush me or they try to, like, finish my sentences for me. 
And that is one of the most frustrating things to like, to, that is one of the most frustrating things to like, like, to, to deal with is somebody trying to finish your sentences when you're, you know what you're trying to say. It's not like I'm thinking and and trying to think of that phrase or that or that word or that sentence like i know what i'm trying to say i'm just i need time to like get it out and a lot of people try to like finish my sentences and it frustrates me but i can't really say anything about it because people don't really understand how it makes you feel because you are not there you are not experiencing the frustration and the difficulty that talking brings you know for you it's super easy to say whatever it is you want to say and for somebody like me whenever i'm trying to to talk on the phone or to order food at a counter and i'm like i can't get out what i want to get out and I can see like in the person's uh, the person's eyes that's in front of me and they're like, hurry up, what do you want? Come on. And they try to like push me, rush me, f- finish my sentences. It's frustrating and it makes me feel like shit and it makes me n- not want to talk to those people anymore. And, e- and even my own family does this and it frustrates me because they know that I hate it. But I think it's just something that takes a really long time for them to sort of understand. And I've never, like, at first I did tell everybody and I was like, look, it's really frustrating whenever you try to finish my, my sentences. Like, I, it, it makes me feel like shit. But after that first time, I was just like, just like you know what, I don't want to make this a big deal. So... For me, while it frustrates me, I just kind of fucking I just I just kind of fucking deal with it because I don't know. It's it takes more of my it takes a lot of my own energy to like tell you to not finish my sentences than it would to just let you finish my sentences if that makes sense and uh, i've been living with a stutter for ever since i can recall since i was like five or six is when i like really started to like notice that i have a stutter and it didn't get worse until i was a teenager um so I had this like great therapist that I had in I think it was elementary school. It was like through second and fifth grade. And she was really helping me learn techniques and skills to like not not stutter so much. And then in sixth grade, we moved to Arizona. And I think the stress of like having to go through reintroducing myself to people really made my stutter come back full force. 
<clears throat> and then, so, so I had been here in Arizona for a bit. And once I went into high school, I, I started becoming more confident and more comfortable in who I was and my, my stutter. And people who I was friends with in high school were okay with me and my, my stutter. They did not try to finish my sentences. They were very accepting of who I was as a person. And it really allowed me to like do things that I would have never thought that I could do. Like for a year, I did uh, newspaper and then I did th theater. And then for two years, I did broadcasting. And I was essentially the anchor for my school news. And I think that was honestly the first time that I was in front of a camera. And I was like, I love this. I love entertaining people. I love talking to people. But how can I be an, an entertainer when I have this disability? But for two, for a good two years, like I did not have any issues with my stutter or any uncomfortability. Like, yeah, I stuttered. Everybody knew. Everybody was aware of it. But they didn't really make it into a big, a big thing. And then once I got out of high school and I started to actually go out and be in, I guess, what is considered the real world, um, I started to just notice how uncomfortable it was to like have to do this all over again, to have to like reintroduce myself all over again. And throughout the last 10 years, my confidence within myself and my, my stutter has gone decreasingly lower and lower and lower to the point where I am at now. Like I generally don't like talking unless I absolutely have to. And as you guys know, I started to go to school in January of 2019 and college is mostly a, get to know people time. So yeah, you know, you have your classes, you have to do projects and shit, but you also have to like introduce to yourself, to your peers, to your teachers, your 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 people. And on top of that, for each of your classes on the first day of class, you have to like you know, go through this whole introduction where everybody has to go through the whole entire class and introduce yourself. And that's one of the most nerve-wracking things that I have to do. Every semester, I dread it. And I think, how can I get out of this? How can I not introduce myself? Can I just do like a quick YouTube type of introduction? Like I will have a video ready that I can just play. Here's me. Here's me in a nutshell. Don't have me talk in public ever again. And I'm so scared. And I'm dreading the spring coming up because I have to take communications. I have to take public speaking. And like I can do it. I, I have no problem getting up in front of a bunch of people. Like you can, you can, I can, I will literally stand in 
a in front of a thousand people and you guys can just look at me and I'm fine. And if I could talk normally, trust and believe I would be the most amazing public speaker ever. But once I open my mouth and I start talking, my confidence just like goes down and down and down. And then I, I, I go into this like little, little shell of, of shyness. And I'm just like, oh my God, nobody look at me. I don't want to talk. I don't want to say anything. God, somebody fucking kill me. Somebody take me out of my fucking misery. And I'm just terrified because for some reason in college, every fucking class you do, every project you do, every like thing you do revolves around talking in front of a class. And it's like, I get it. And a lot of people are just like, oh, you're just nervous. Just like you know, breathe, relax. It's going to be fine. Like, no, bitch, you don't have a stutter. Okay. Like there's people that I know who don't have a stutter and they're like, I'm so anxious. I'm like nervous. I don't want to do it. But like you can, you can do it because you don't have a stutter. You don't have a disability. But like when I get up there, I do like no matter how bad I want to go up there and talk to people and do my presentation and do my project and say the words that I say and 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 come off I guess relatable it all comes out looking like fucking chopped up fucking salad and it's like it's frustrating it is extremely frustrating to go through life as an adult and have people still treat you like a child because they think that you're like I guess people think you're like low-key retarded. Not going to lie. I have felt that that way from, from certain people who talked to, who talked to me, they like literally make me feel retarded. And it, it, I know it's a fucked up word. I know it's 2000 and like 19, and everybody is so fucking PG and sensitive and shit like that. But I'm not, okay? I It makes me feel retarded. And I'm sorry for fucking saying that fucking retarded so many times in this podcast already. But it's true. It, it, like, there's no, there's really no other word that I can put to describe how some people make me feel. And what sucks about this whole situation is that I have to live with my stutter until the the day that I die. So it's like, how can I put my disability in the front of things and just fucking live with it? If I stutter in a video, I stutter. If I, if I fucking uh, stutter over the phone, I stutter. If I stutter in class, I stutter. Why can't I be okay with the fact that I stutter? I don't know. I'm 28 now. I'll be 29 in August. And like, I still don't know these things. And it's, I don't know, guys. Like, you have to understand that this is, this sucks. It sucks to have a a fucking disability like this and not be able to have a normal conversation with people because this disability has like stopped me from doing so many things 
like I, 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 like honestly, I think of myself as a very like friendly person, very outgoing. I like to, like, okay, it's not. <laughs> I'm kind of like lying a little bit. <laughs> Back in the day, when I used to not care about it. I used to be outgoing. I used to be fun. I used to talk to people that I did not know. I used to see somebody and say like, like, oh, I want to be friends with that person. I'm going to go up and talk to them. Or, oh, I think that guy's cute. I'm going to go ask him out on a date. And it was like no problem for me to go up to people and strike up a conversation and, and talk to people. And I was very outgoing and I had friends and I had a social life. And then I got older and I just, I started to feel miserable. I started to just kind of <laughs> hate my life. And like the whole thing with like my anxiety and my depression got the best of me. And I think ever since then, ever since I hit 25, I've hit my low. And right now it's like slowly coming back up after all this time. Like my, my, depression and anxiety is like no longer here but my stutter is and it's like frustrating because as much as I would love to go out there and talk to people and make conversation and be flirty and charming and cute I just can't I can't because I immediately start stuttering it and it's not cute it's not a cute look when a grown 28 year old man goes up to you and wants to strike up a conversation and you're just like like it's not fucking cute it's not cute but um yeah i i just hope that like one day i find that guy who's like fine with that who's fine with me having a stutter and having freaking eight fingers and loves me regardless of my abnormality and my disabilities but until then i'm just gonna keep living and doing me and like it's fine i'm totally fine being be mm -hmm. let me take a deep breath so i'm totally fine being single and being alone I don't feel lonely, though I would like some more friends. I would like to go and do stuff with people, like go out to brunches and go out to like the bars and clubs. And I just, I don't have that because I am too closed off. And it's really hard for me to open up to people because not a lot of people understand me. And I really don't want to feel rejected. And I don't know. It's a shitty mindset to be in, and I'm trying to get out of it, but it's really hard. It's really hard to get out of that whole mindset about, oh, you're, you're special, or you're, you're, like, worthy of all the love in the world and all these fucking, like, motivational bullshit that people tell me all the time. It's like, I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to fucking, like, d deal with it. And I know that like makes me sound pessimistic and that makes me sound like a depressed piece of shit but you know what it's life it is what it is and i am trying to just 
deal with it on my own. And it's working. I am happy. I am single. I am enjoying life for the most part. Could I use more friends? Sure. Could I use some time to go out and have a drink with friends and go out to the bar or go get lunch or go even watch a fucking football game? I'll go watch a football game. I don't know shit about sports, but if I had a friend and he was like super fucking straight and he wanted to go watch sports at a bar, I would go with him because I want to do something. I'm so tired of just being home and uh, not doing anything social with my life. It's It, it kind of sucks. But... um. On that note, on that really depressing note, I hope that you guys enjoyed the podcast. I just really wanted to get a little bit more in depth about my stutter and just kind of talk to you guys vulnerably and show you guys my real stutter that I don't show on my channel and on my videos that I cut out because I'm embarrassed of it. But you know what? 2020 is going to be the year where I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a shit about my stutter. I don't give a shit about how I look. Well, I mean, I don't give a shit about how people perceive me anymore. Like, I still like to dress cute and look cute and, like, get dressed and look presentable. That's not what I meant by I don't give a shit what I look like. But, um, yeah, guys, 2020 is my year. I am very, very excited for what's to come, guys. There's a lot coming in 2020 that I'm excited for you guys to see. I'm going to go travel a lot. I, I already have a lot of planned trips and uh, we have tickets. They've been bought. Um, I'm also doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes of this podcast. I am also trying to prepare a comeback for my Instagram and my Twitter and Snapchat and all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff in the works. And I'm excited. So uh, keep a lookout for March of 2020. And I'm also going to be posting small picture hints here and there on my Instagrams uh, starting in January. So I'm not good. I'm not going to be posting actual pictures on Instagram yet until like March. But there are going to be some little like, um, I guess, like, like a, 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 a teaser photo, I guess is what you can call it. But yeah, aside from that, guys, this is, you know, the podcast. I literally talked for 42 minutes about nothing, but I guess those that's what a podcast is. You just turn on the microphone and you talk into the microphone and you see where it takes you. And this is where it, it took me. But uh, aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you did and you guys are listening to this on the Apple podcast, please make sure to give the podcast a five star if you really honestly enjoyed it. And if you want to leave me a review, you, you can also do that. If you want to leave a thumbs up on my YouTube channel podcast, you can do so. You can leave a comment down below as well and uh, share this on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and let all your friends know about your abnormally disabled uh, podcast person that you're listening to that you just found out about because... He's amazing and funny and he's one in a million and unique and special. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope that you're all having a good day and a good week and a good month and a good year and a good life. And I will see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.